0: Everybody and welcome to another episode of Below Freezing with CJ and Micah. I'm CJ. I'm Micah. And uh, we're gonna jump right into it because our guest this week is Devon
1: Taylor. Hey Devon. What's up, what's up? Back for round two, even though y'all don't know round one exists.
0: Yeah, okay. So we were talking about this before we started <laughs> recording. <laughs> and we were like, I we kind of think that this is a better
1: I think uh, so too. A
0: in terms of like a better movie to do for an episode just because we didn't have particularly strong feelings about that awkward moment which was sort of the movie equivalent of like like save a lot of ice cream Um, (laughs) but this one is some uh, real dog shit so you got some explaining (laughs) to do Um, the movie we're talking about and unthawing this week by the way this is a weekly show where we unthaw different movies that come in at or below 32% on Rotten Tomatoes. And then at the end of the episode, we decide whether or not it's freezer burnt. That's our word for bad and still fresh. That's maybe you should take a look at it on laundry day when it's on TBS. Um, I did not hate fired up. Fired up is just sort of like objectively
1: like bad it's a it's an anomaly is what i'll say (laughs)
0: devon like
1: like,
0: this is this episode is going to be us grilling you about why you did this to us
1: oh i i mean didn't did i not tell you whenever whenever i messaged you this choice that you were probably gonna hate it i mean i did forewarn you that i I was gonna subject you to this But here's the thing. Uh, Yeah, go ahead. Explain. What is the thing, Devon? So (laughs) I like to watch this movie like kind of in my own bubble that like I like to I like I don't know if it is true or not or but it's like i like to think that a lot of this was like intentionally made this way and it's probably not it's probably not as like meta as i want it to be but i like to think that it is because you think that it's meta not meta but <laughs> oh, it, i'm very aware though like i mean oh, okay. Like you look at the cast of this movie and it's like, do any of these like people look like they're in high school? No, not even close. They look like they're adults. And like it's so just like overly quippy and bantery and like a product of this like time because it came out in 2009, which it almost feels like it like could come out like recently though too at the same time like
2: oh I feel like people, it's very 2009 it's gross
0: a couple of specific reasons but before we jump into all of that Micah do you have the Rotten Tomatoes score pulled up
2: I do uh, this sits at 25% on Rotten Tomatoes Um, the critics consensus is <laughs> though not as raunchy or juvenile as the average teen comedy fired up is also not as funny it is not very
0: funny it, but one of the things I find most interesting about it is that uh, sort of pseudo sharpness that comes with a lot of specifically Eric Christian Olsen's dialogue. Um, this movie was not written by him, but it was directed by Will Gluck, who wrote and directed Easy A the following year.
2: Hmm. Okay, that makes sense,
0: doesn't it? Because this movie sort of feels like a proto version of Easy A. It even features some of the same uh, some of the same actors and bit parts. And Mm -hmm. this movie had bit parts in Easy A. Um, And this is another movie that I feel like is sort of in the vein of Richard Linklater's Everybody Wants Some.
2: Oh, that's being generous.
0: It's a movie that starts out with a bunch. Well, with main characters, like a sort of central cast of characters that you absolutely despise. And gradually the film is supposed to take you on this journey to by the end of the movie, you love them or at least love things about them. I hated everyone in this movie, (laughs) you know this movie is every single (laughs) person and it will surprise you who i hated the most but we'll get there in a second
1: i bet it will because i mean it should be obvious who you hate the most which uh you know doctor shout to dr rick is one of the best bit villains ever but the thing with this movie is the story (laughs) is the story The story is not important here. I think we can all agree that when you go into this movie, going into the story or the characters, uh, whatever. I like that this movie is just it's a thousand jokes. They just like saturate you with jokes to where Uh that there's enough of them that will hit that will make you laugh and be entertained. And then if it's a bad one, these, they happen like so fast and like there's such, there's such little ones. I love rewatching this movie because like, I mean, it might be just particular to my brand of stupid high school stoner comedy that like, that like hits me in a good way. Like, like this movie feels like the new guy. Have you, have you guys ever watched the new guy? Hmm. That has, I've never seen the new guy.
0: I am sort of through cultural osmosis aware of the new guy. So I kind of understand the point that you're trying to make.
1: If you like watch that movie too, like you, it, I don't know. This movie has a charm to it that I just really enjoy that they go full in on it. It's not like, you know, they uh, present you with something at the beginning and kind of go somewhere else with it. You know, they go in pretty hard on this movie and are like very committed.
0: Can I rattle off a couple of the one-liners that appear like within the first 10 minutes? Oh, please, this
1: I movie? got I got some too. Go for it. Okay. So
0: there are there's a. Uh, looks like she might want a little uh, Saint Nick down her chimney. <laughs> uh, uh look over there at a lady, uh, just for context sake. Uh she's got a couple of meatloafs <laughs> in that baby tea. <laughs> let's see wonder if that carpet matches my drapes and then to a teammate who is trying to wrap up a game because they're football players so he can go to therapy Uh, one of the main characters Nick played by Eric Christian Olsen and we will get back to fucking Eric Christian Olsen (laughs) when his teammate is like I'm going to be late for therapy or whatever he says so your cousin stuck a finger in your ass get over it.
2: See, there are things um, that maybe I'm a stick in the mud. I just don't think are funny to joke about. (laughs) So I don't I don't think I'm a stick in the mud. I think it's that's not something that You joke about Um, so that. I was like, oh, that's that's where we're going to start. All right. We are going to start right off with a joke about childhood sexual assault and molestation um, to a character who is like open about the fact that he is seeking help for his trauma. Cool, 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 cool great place to start and it yeah and it, it it flies by
0: so you're not so obviously you're not supposed to like stick it in your head even like a bunch of different versions of whatever that gag was supposed to be ended up in the gag reel yeah uh, i did not want to see it just
1: that that's the one that they chose yeah i mean it's kind of like <laughs> it's 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 a, it's a it's a brand of comedy that i mean yeah it doesn't hit everybody like if you know like the stand-up comedian like anthony jeselnik like he literally just like released a special and it's called like fire in the in in the maternity ward like it's those kind like anthony Nick is like a very funny he is exactly uh i'm not (laughs) getting you know the obviously this movie full of you know these d and c like d listers you know aren't gonna be able to pull it off with you know the the skill that he does but again they they throw a lot at you some hits some doesn't and you know it's going to hit others more than others because, you know, comedy is the most subjective, you know, genre that there is, in my opinion. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: It was just, again, very much sort of stuck in 2009 with lines like uh, one of the guys, Sean, the other guy is I, apparently. Uh, Not only a star football player, but also very smart. So he's helping people with their homework. And one girl says that uh, she's just retarded about Reverse osmosis Ugh. and that was
2: yeah, that's 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 another joke that that one's a conquer. Uh-huh. Yeah, that yeah, that's, that one uh mm.
0: you you know how Martin Luther King had a dream? Well I do too to
1: kick ass at cheer camp.
2: I wasn't even but sure what you, they were trying to do with that one. That one I was they, just confused.
1: The the cheerleader squad, they're pretty hit and miss. I do love the I'm just saying go. With like, oh, Tawny uh, from Even Stevens. Yeah, I I could have. <laughs> that's who that is. <laughs> we could take a dump in our pants and still do better than last year. I'm just saying. And I'm just like all of her. I'm just saying pretty, pretty crispy for me, but the, uh, <laughs> the cheerleaders in general, they're, they're a little, you know, I don't know what they're going for either. Yeah. So, uh, that's, that's one count on,
0: um, on former Disney channel stars in this movie who are here to say things that you can't say on the Disney channel Mm -hmm. just the the last thing about me being a stick in the mud uh, mongoloid is a slur Mm, and uh, and people should use it but um, also (coughs) uh, we are introduced to Sean and Nick our two main characters uh, making out with two girls in a house and then their dads come home and their dads are bodybuilders and so they run out of the house and get sort of chased down the street uh in their in this very Will gluck fast talky style and they end up sort of ferris Buellering their way into a pool party full of bikini clad women so that's how your movie starts and mm. general the general gist of this is that they are football players who aren't particularly into football <laughs> And instead of doing conditioning which I don't blame them I've done football conditioning it's, it's not, not for anyone it's bad it's it's just an objectively bad thing that no one should have to do
1: or subject themselves to Texas either Ooh,
0: and it's in Texas so where you know God sends people to get them ready for hell it's so hot down there anyway instead of going to the football conditioning camp they decide to go to cheer camp because there's going to be hundreds of girls there ready to have done to them whatever it is that heterosexuals do and And... That that's just the plot of the movie. Yeah,
2: yeah. We've yeah. we've summed up the whole movie right there. Is two horny teenagers have uh, already slept with all of the girls in their school. They want more girls to sleep with. Why not go to cheer camp?
0: But also, this it, it sort of sets the stage for a lot of. Hijinks. I would say interest. Uh, yeah, a jinks is a word for it. A lot of interesting gags that I feel like. Again, this is a sort of of Proto Easy A mm-hmm. mm-hmm. in a way. I think uh, just to the point of like them getting to the cheerleading camp. Which they were able to sort of schmooze their way into onto the cheerleading squad with the help of one of the character's younger sister, who is Sierra, the little annoying
1: white yeah. girl. Yeah, that's a Raven.
0: Disney counter up to two. Who utters the words "fresh muff" at one point? And I'm just like, all right, fresh she muff,
1: itchy nana. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That. All that. Um. <laughs> They, they finesse themselves pretty easily. I can They do, you know.
0: especially out of off of the football team. I mean, one of them had to give like a whole performance about why they couldn't go. And the other one just, I guess, sort of coasted on that as well.
1: Yeah. One, they never explain a a, a reason for Sean other than Sean, I guess, saying, oh, I'm going to just tag along with them. And also, fun fact, after this movie came out, whenever I first saw it, which I saw it many, many times, too many times i had that little dramatic monologue memorized and i did it in high school once good yeah i did that it was for class it wasn't for like a like a real thing i would have believed you if you said it was
0: (laughs) um but they get to the cheerleading camp right and uh because this is 2009 the cheerleading camp is basically sort of yoga Caligula when they get there
1: right <laughs> and uh <laughs> the 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 coordination to the songs
0: and to the song belly dancer by Akon again that's how you know you was in
1: 2009 <laughs> and in case Akon you had was any the illusions, shit in 2009
2: <laughs> in case you had any illusions about it being 2009, the um, one of the villains of the film, um, besides the aforementioned Dr. Rick, who we will get into, um, is this other squad called the Panthers and they are led by Annalyn McCord, who I have only ever Ever seen play bitchy girls in the mid to late 2000s? Yeah, and they all sort of come in,
0: sort of like shuffling together in a group <laughs> in like Fosse formation to UGK for some reason. See, some <laughs> my thing with sake, the, the music like, that's, the
1: that's my confirmation the music is the that's the confirmation that this is all uh, intentional. I mean, the song that literally they come off the buses. you got bitches that will and bitches that won't as yeah, they're describing the it. They
0: yeah.
1: Like throughout the movie, all the song cues, like the lyrics, like match up with like whatever ridiculous situation is going on the scene. So that's where I'm like, I think they, 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 they did all this on purpose. They made it this way.
0: Yeah. It just, it just seems like I, again, and I'm going to keep coming back to calling it the proto EZA. It's doing so much of the stuff that EZA was doing and and, and it got me to thinking: Is Easy A bad? Is Easy A bad and just sort of propped <laughs> up by Emma Stone? Mm, or it, that's a good question. Like, I, I don't. Yeah, think I kind of so. want to go back and watch I it. I don't think like, so. Like, it's full of people that I enjoy, right? Yeah. And and maybe and I don't know if that had something to do with it, or maybe he d- this fired up was just them working out the kinks.
1: But it's like, man, with that theory, I like wrote this down in my notes. Like, with this theory is like what if they had like if they had tried making fired up like this movie with like more a-list like talent and stuff would it have come out better or worse because it's like would these more famous people would have taken it more seriously or would it have had if, an easy if, A like, effect
0: zach efron yeah
2: i Part. don't think that the actors are the problem i think the no. script is the problem
0: <laughs> yeah it is it is it is a very it is because the, the
2: performers were fine for me um particularly um i'm gonna say i'm gonna butcher his name but nick um dagosto Dagos, dagosto the, oh, yeah, okay. the guy who played sean, sean. <laughs> um and and i spent the first five minutes trying to figure out what i know him from he is in a show on i believe nbc now called trial and error that's absolutely yeah, trial hilarious. <laughs> so he's funny and he can be funny and in good things um he
1: was also in gotham
2: <laughs> who was he in gotham yeah anyway yeah so i don't a lot of I don't, people are in gotham <laughs> yeah, everybody's in gotham <laughs> um so i don't think uh the actors are necessarily the problem i don't think um most of them brought anything like they weren't doing it any favors either but i don't think they brought the overall common denominator down necessarily well, i, mean- I f- I think pro- my problems with the movie stem from Akon. the script, <laughs> Akon, and the way that it views and treats women um, do it nary a favor. Um, Which, it, it, yeah,
0: it does. And you know why it sucks even worse? Why? Because the women are also awful.
2: Yeah, it's... Mm. And, and just the... Uh, the sheer level of objectification we're looking at is, like, it's what I expect in this brand of, like, bro humor kind of movie. Um, it's So it's not anything that's setting it apart from other movies. It's probably just that I don't watch that kind of movie very often. And when I'm watching it with a critical lens like I do when I watch the movies for this show specifically, one of the first notes I made was just i am not gonna like how this movie treats women and i did not there's a moment where they get they get off the bus to the cheer camp Mm -hmm. and they're just staring around in awe at all of these very pretty young women and um uh, what's his name blonde The blonde one, Nick, Uh, Nick. Nick. Um, Nick says, dibs, I want that. I want that. He literally says that referring to actual human women that he would like to have sex with
0: even though his his whole character arc the second half of the movie or his whole like sort of the the main signifier for him the ha- second half of
1: the movie is that he's supposed to be like woke stiffler. yeah he's supposed to like yeah like but see and that's like well with one thing with his like arc and I'm doing air quotes right now if I want to say arc I would hope is, you would be. <laughs> is like you know there he has the realization like oh I know things about these girls that are not you know their physical traits blah blah so it's like it's not like this movie was ever like trying to make us like these guys like I'm not gonna you know defend the uh you know problems in the various problems throughout the script in the way that they do uh you know approach the women trying to make us like sean it was trying but at the same time it was still presenting like hey these are some like really skeezy guys and it's like the only way that they could you know try to defend that was you know bring in dr rick to be like oh hey look here's just a skeezy er guy so it's like i never think they were you know so it's like they, I don't think they were like glorifying it like I think they were yeah. using these attributes for them to you know be extra over the top extra objectifying to make comedy out of it I don't know if, okay. if that makes sense I
2: got I got the impression that they just kind of assumed that we would like them. They don't make like they are definitely making effort to make Sean um, have an arc that goes beyond just wanting to sleep with as many women as he can get his hands on. Um, But like I'm never given the impression that we are to see their philandering as a negative. And I don't see philandering generally as a negative, as long as all of your partners are consenting adults, which none of these characters are supposed to be adults, but but it's Attack of the Overdeveloped Teens again. Um, But... I it, it's the way that they talk about women when they're doing their philandering and that they clearly see speaking to them as if like they're clearly like using the like oh I'm a sensitive guy who has emotions yeah. which they are using as a toy to get women to sleep with them
0: at one point at one point Nick says never thought of that one using your real feelings to wrangle snooch <laughs> now
1: <laughs> and then it's, it's like a oh, Yep. Euphemism. I hadn't him. heard
0: that one before. I had never heard it referred to as Snooch before. Snatch, yes. Snooch, no. In fact, if someone just came up to me and said Snooch, out of nowhere, I'd assume they were playing Pokemon Go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but okay. To catch a snooze. <laughs> that sounds like a that sounds like a Dr. Seuss sex term. Oh my God! Uh, yeah, 2009
0: check-in iPod shuffle joke. That was interesting. Um, the they get to the cheerleading camp and we're introduced to another proto version of a thing, which is uh, John Michael Higgins playing basically a proto version of the character he's been playing in the, the Pitch Perfect movies.
1: <laughs> yep. Except like on steroids for this one, like this one, he did a couple extra lines of coke before doing this movie.
0: <laughs> he, he said he was born cheering the first thing out of his mother's two little hands. <laughs> yeah, the first thing out of his mother's what's it? <laughs> Another euphemism. His mother's what's it was his two little hands doing doing jazz fingers or something spirit like that. Fingers. Uh, uh, spirit fingers. The first of
2: many Bring It On references.
0: <clears throat> yeah, oh wow, yeah. This this movie is really is really laying on the Bring It On kind of kind of thick.
2: Um, I just personally feel that um, making so many Bring It On references is a mistake because Bring It On is a, a good movie, and this is a very bad movie, and it just reminds it's- me that it's not as good of a movie. <laughs>
0: in so many ways because we'll get to why the cheerleading is even bad in this movie uh-huh. See,
1: what I was gonna say was like I remember the trailer like more mm-hmm. presents the movie like instead of like it being like about like the guys like they like kind of present it like it's supposed to be like this bring it on like kind of parody like anti bring it on like kind of thing like poking fun at it but then the movie itself yeah it doesn't really spend a whole lot of time doing that except you know, for it to be like, oh yeah, hey, you know, let's make fun of cheering here about something. But so it's like, it's it's weird also uh, just to sort of swing back around randomly to the sort
0: of needle drops in this movie just because they're on my mind and needle drops in movies have been on my mind since last night because we saw this movie called after and it had this awful spotify ready like halsey style cover of complicated by Avril lavigne <laughs> in it, Levine, and
1: so
0: it oh no it was Yo! Oh, it was it was really it was really awful. Uh, Let us know on uh, Facebook and second- Twitter if
2: you want us to do an episode on after. By the way, oh
0: god! Um, but. Uh, in sort of in second place to that awful cover of complicated is this weird ska cover of hello Mudda hello fada <laughs> that is played in the back of this sort of montage of them hooking up with all yeah. these girls I was slack jawed
2: <laughs> and we're off Hello mother <laughs>
0: this decision who made no yeah. who made the decision to 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 make a ska cover of hello mother <laughs> hello father that's the first that's where we need to start that's our first and then question, who heard but- it <laughs> who heard it and said you know what i know where this could go <laughs> i just
1: ah man and that's like followed by like a Jackson like Jackson 5 like ABC song also in this montage and that's like kind of weird it's like you're hooking up with girls and let's put the Jackson 5 behind it let's uh, yeah yeah, uh, that one didn't offend me as much but it
0: was an odd choice I want to take this time to uh, talk about the character I hate most in this movie and I use character very loosely oh I know who it it is the central uh, love
1: interest Carla Oh, not where I thought you were going. She
2: is awful. <laughs> she's not great. She's so bad. She's st- she starts off promisingly because she it it seems like she's going to be the vehicle through which we call these boys on their bullshit. Like, she starts mm-hmm. off mm-hmm. knowing, to like, oh yeah, I know you're full of shit. I know you don't actually like cheerleading. I know you were only coming with us to have sex with, of, like, with lots of girls. Um, and
0: I was already tired of it at that point because it was so cliche. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. <laughs> and she just falls straight into it. like Yeah. And then then you get to the point where we at the very last minute of like the second act, we introduce this college boyfriend character. And if these overdeveloped teens already look like they should have 401ks, the college boyfriend looks like a smooth 32 years old. At least. And it's and, and, and he's awful. His name is Dr. Rick and he's not even a doctor. He's pre-med and he <laughs> decides he's gonna go by Dr. Rick and he's played by, uh, by David Walton. And David Walton is I was like,. Whoa. I hate this. I hate this for him. Because he gets he he's sort of shoehorned into playing this kind of character a lot. Mm-hmm. But I've seen him in other stuff where he's like super he's like a very good actor, a very good comedic actor, and also just like a generally charismatic screen presence. And I was like, I hate, I hate your choices.
1: Yeah, this had to have been like one of his first things. In his
2: opening scene, I literally went Whoa, involuntarily twice. <laughs> just in the opening scene, which I made that noise basically every other time he was on screen. And he wasn't obnoxious in a funny way. He was just grating. I just hated him. I just wanted him to not be on screen every time he was on screen. And it makes Carly worse too, because I'm supposed to be presented with this logic that she sees through um, Nick and Sean's. Is it Nick? Okay, mm-hmm. Nick and Sean's bullshit in the beginning, and doesn't like them because they're um, just philandering womanizers. But she somehow does not see through one of the objectively most repulsive characters presented to me in a film.
0: Just the whole conceit of Carly's character up until we meet Rick is completely dismantled by her very involvement yeah. with him. Mm-hmm.
2: Although um, they their inter action does give me um, one of the laughs that I did genuinely have watching this movie and that's when he is running up to her He one of his things is that he has all these really stupid nicknames for her <laughs> and he goes Carly Horse and she just kind of makes this face and goes yeah he means it cute which i think was funny
1: oh i loved all of them uh carly and the chocolate factory sugar i was like oh my god i i worked with a girl named carly too i think you're definitely supposed to just like gag at him like because like like i said how else are we supposed to like top the skis bags we're already following but uh his bits get old
0: I, i i get that and and i honestly didn't have much problem with dr rick because i understood his purpose All he did was make me angrier at Carly as a character because you are supposed to be so above it. You can see through all of the bullshit. You're so like sarcastic and stuff like that. But all all of that goes out of the window when this like ape of a boyfriend of yours just comes up. And it's just the dumbest thing ever right in front of you and to all of your friends. And he doesn't even want to be with her. The movie goes to great lengths, great, great lengths to show how he doesn't want to be with her because uh, he and I guess a couple of his buddies for college, one of them being played by Alan Richson, who is also too good to be here.
1: (laughs) This was like pre-Blue Mountain State even. I know.
0: That's what this movie is. It is easy A version of Blue Mountain State. Would you be shocked if I
1: told you I love Blue Mountain State? <laughs> I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I would not.
0: I wouldn't. But honestly, like, you get me, like, high enough, I, I will watch Blue Mountain State. I started watching it because Alan Richardson was on it because he was the Aquaman on Smallville. Mm-hmm. And I started watching it because uh, he was on it. And I was like, I can I can deal with this for a few seasons. I actually ended up renting the movie. That's how nominally invested I was in Blue Mountain State. These were dark times. (laughs) Dark and hazy times all day. Oh, boy. But yeah, yeah. Rick's grossness is supposed to be defined by like really like outlandish and cartoonishly awful behavior. Also listening to Chumba Wumba.
1: I get knocked off, but I get up again.
0: Yeah. They
2: have him wear Crocs, which... (sighs)
0: Just a trifecta of all awesome. Yeah,
2: which Crocs are so, like, like you said, cartoonish. Like, it would have been funnier if he was doing things that, like, people conceivably do in real life. But guys mm-hmm. who are as attractive as him don't wear Crocs, even ironically, So the the most the most, I think, awful thing about him was the most realistic thing, and that was that he claims to be a doctor and calls himself Dr. Rick when he's a freshman in pre-med when 60 percent of freshmen change their majors. Like I could absolutely conceive of someone being that douchey and hating it. But some of the other things yeah. that he does are so cartoonishly outlandish that it doesn't make him more of a villain. It just makes the filmmakers seem incompetent because they they don't know yeah. how to level their, their outlandishness here. Like, they went into, like, absurdist territory, but the rest of the movie isn't absurdist, so it just looks like they don't understand what they're doing.
1: Would you say the rest of the movie is absurdist? Because it's like, I don't know. Like, for me, I almost, like like I guess that's again like me like how I said at the beginning like I kind of view this movie through my own lens like I feel like it's pretty like for the most part pretty absurdist like it like and, and for me that makes it like better for me. And I don't know. I'm going gonna,
0: I'm gonna to try not to bring up easy anymore after this, <laughs> um, but this just, it seems like it seems like it plays like easy. A if every supporting character was as arch as the Amanda Bynes character. Yes. Yeah. That's how every supporting character in this movie is played except for Carly, because she's not a character. She's a plot device.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Also, um, they, they, there's like a sequence where they're like, they're really getting into it. They're making the cheerleading, helping the cheerleading team get better, but they still like, don't feel like they're good enough to go up against the Panthers who are always sort of clawing at people because they're Panthers. And they go through a whole sort of like self-esteem montage. And then she's like, what do the Panthers have that you don't? And they're like skill and Tawny from even Stevens goes big ass titties. And I was like, you, you know how, you know how I used to, Feel back in those late two thousands when people who used to be on the Disney Channel weren't on the Disney Channel anymore, and it was right just like stuff, what? just cussing and shit, <laughs> and like the
1: rush you would get from that. Oh, for sure,
0: man. Also, I, I, I have to I have to be honest about Eric Christian Olsen, the guy who plays uh, the character Nick. I've seen him in so many things. I can't remember a single thing that I've ever liked him in because he's always playing this dude. Yeah, yeah. I yeah.
2: uh, Because I was probably never going to like his character um, just because he is the extra douchey foil to the like slightly more sensitive um, Sean. And I also don't have any other context for him. So like that's that's all I really know him as. So it certainly didn't Mm -hmm. endear him to me any. Whereas with um, Sean, I could be like, just just remember how good trial and error is. (laughs) don't let it sour you i was
1: just gonna mention on his filmography like he's also been in movies such as uh not another teen movie hot chick the dumb and dumber -er -er, the one um that one and the comebacks as well like (laughs) another like parody so it's just like he just he's just kind of always floated around these uh these kind of things and yeah yeah it's a vicious cycle. NCIS uh, Los Angeles,
0: I know, because my mother is fifty.
2: <laughs> yeah, my parents watch that too. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> um, yeah. So then, then it's like a succession of like gags until like plot mechanics have to uh, have to kick in. Gags uh, like one predatory gay reveal, which is um, I can't remember the guy's name. Downey, brunette, Downey with the long brunette hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um who is just sort of all revealed to have always been sort of sniffing around the nick character
1: mm-hmm. basically and nick just thought he was and nick just thought he wanted to bro out he just yeah just um, wanted to bro but
0: out. then so so much of all of the stuff that he is doing that nick is just unaware of is ex- like extremely predatory behavior yeah,
2: speaking of Downey and his entire like purpose in the <laughs> movie
0: the he was an easy yeah he was the girl yeah that, uh he was the guy that uh the creepy guy left in the red lobster parking yes.
2: lot yes <laughs> um the, i feel like the homophobia in this movie like it just is its own character it's just a it's a yeah. constant companion um, like how
0: when a movie is set in New York, New York a, a separate character. Uh
2: huh. In it's this like, movie, the gay
0: jokes are just like their yeah, own person.
2: Yeah, they. It, I didn't ever find them funny, uh, and they were there the whole time. Brewster's entire character exists to be a caricature of a gay character, and a, also a caricature of. I, I feel like like he's one of the few people of color we get in this movie and he is just so mm, ridiculous like cartoon. He, he is a joke of a character. <laughs> and so you do Another that with cartoon. one of your like only people of color in the film and I maybe the only one that has lines like consistent lines. Yeah, I, yeah that was that was also a a negative point for me was just the, the constant throughout homophobic humor. And then the concentration of it in poor Brewster, who was just, he wasn't a character. He was a caricature meant to be one big offensive joke. I have a positive. Oh, good. Yes. Let's see that. (laughs) Uh,
0: I have have a positive. Um, At one pivotal moment. um, I'm pretty sure when they are revealed to, have these bus tickets that they want to go party with someone else and skip out on the competition. But Sean wants to stay and Nick doesn't uh, because Nick's awful. Then it's sort of thrown back in their faces when Dr. Rick is suspicious of Sean trying to like Mac on his girl. Mm -hmm. And, Uh, he reveals all of this to the rest of the squad and he's like oh man did you know that these guys are only they don't even want to cheer they're only here to like get fresh muff as this movie (laughs) says and uh, all the girls are like yeah we know (laughs) Or whatever. And he's and then he's like, what about this? And he like brandishes the bus tickets. And they're like, you were going to leave us high and dry. And they are literally telling them, as you know, we came on here not because we wanted to be cheerleaders, but because we wanted to bang all of your competition. But then we started cheering and got to know you guys and then decided that we were going to stay because that's literally what happened. Yeah. Yeah. But. Carly, you know, worst supporting actress Carly just won't like buy into it. Not that she has to buy into it. It's just what happens. And she's like, placed above everyone is like the smartest person in the movie or like one of the smartest people in the movie. And why is she, she's acting like a completely different character who's in a completely different movie Mm -hmm. with completely different events than the events that have happened.
1: (laughs) The most inconsistently written character. Cause like, yeah, it goes from strong to just kind of slips right into it. And then now like she's there, like you said, like more of a plot device, just like creating what, you know, semblance of a conflict we're supposed to have. Cause it's like, it's, still explained that they didn't, you know, use the bus tickets and they're there. So by the movie's logic, you know, in theory, everything should be OK. But then, you know, there still has to be some sort of conflict. But there's only 25 minutes left in the movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All that to say that the positive was <laughs> that on their sort of walk of shame or like bus ride of shame out of the camp they play the song Dickhead by uh, (laughs) Kate Nash and I always tell people I like it when a movie can put me in a place in time because there's this movie that came out a couple of years ago called Lion had Dev Patel in it was about a young boy who got lost uh, in India and made his way back and um, they say that this scene is set in 2008 and they go to a party and in that party They there is a song playing and that song is called Blind by uh, this DJ collective called Hercules and the Love Affair. I was like, got it. 2008. Yes. And I hear Dickhead by Kate Nash. And I was just like, what a time. Two thousand nine. That's exactly when this takes place. It can't take place anyplace else in the entirety of time. Yeah.
2: That's what Annalyn McCord being there did for me. As a watcher of soapy teen dramas in the mid to late two thousands, I saw Annalyn McCord. Oh, yeah. I was on nine hundred two one zero. I remember Naomi. Oh yeah. <laughs> So I see her and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, yes, yep, this is a 2009 movie. So, yeah, the music did it for that. Um, it is like watching a, a time capsule with the people that are there and and this type of movie. I feel like you don't get this type of raunchy, I guess, for the teens movie anymore. Um no.
1: I'd no, say the closest busy with uh, after. <laughs> I'd say the closest was neighbors, maybe like neighbors. Yeah. Like yeah, all the stuff close. like that
0: and like Easy A even mm-hmm. are all sort of R rated. Yeah. And true. and not available to teens, even like it's not like this It's obviously a much better movie than this. And it's not as arch as as Will Gluck stuff. But Bo Burnham's movie, Eighth Grade, even that was rated R. There's sort of like a wall that's sort of hiding or, or keeping uh younger kids away from this this kind of mm-hmm. stuff and that's 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 very interesting Ooh. there's even another movie like it called book smart that's coming out that olivia wilde directed yeah. in a few weeks and and that's rated r2 that's that's a very interesting option but
1: question though so which version did you guys watch because what's interesting is this was released pg-13 originally and the pg-13 version version is like so we probably saw so you saw the uh, unrated so
2: i wasn't aware that i was was watching the unrated version which is again a such a mid-2000s thing um yeah we talked about this with venom how if if venom had come out in 2007 like it Felt like it would have, there would have been an unrated version of it. With even more goop. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I was watching the regular version and then all of a sudden they're in the lake and they're skinny dipping and there's tits and I was like, oh, what? Can you have tits in PG-13 movies? Like I had to remember, I was like, is that allowed? I don't think it is. And yeah, then CJ told me there was an unrated version. Oh, okay. That explains a couple of things. Well,
1: and then the thing is, it's like in the PG-13, they also like toned down like a lot of like the like language and like some of the jokes, too. So it's like, I wonder if, like, the more you know less if you guys would have saw like the pg-13 version that's not like as over the top like hitting you in the head if you mm. would have been like you know as offended from this movie as watching this version
0: But but yeah they they end up going to this like special party that they were so excited about with the other football players that are on the team and uh, while they are having a rollicking good um most sort of banal illustration of unleashed and uh unkept (laughs) masculinity uh nick and shawn are in the kitchen making a sensible salad uh (laughs) while everyone else at the party is like having snowball fights with raw hamburger meat and and whipped cream and all sorts of other weird shenanigans So it's supposed to be like they've changed because they know all the girls by name and some of their hopes and dreams. So that makes them people. (laughs) Um, And uh, they decide to go back and cheer with them anyway because they can't leave the team hanging. When they go back and they convince the girls to let them back on the team, we're introduced to Bianca, our second predatory gay.
2: Because this. it's equal opportunity folks you've got offensive homophobia for both men and women
1: bianca even more so than Downey. i mean like bianca's appearing in people's beds and shit with no
0: drawers on (laughs) oh my goodness i was like oh wow um but yeah uh, uh man again does carly suck yeah she's just like Oh, I don't I don't know if we should let you back on the team. Well, y'all brought y'all kept them on the team because they were sort of making you better. And like you are just. ah man, she frustrated me so fucking <laughs> for this movie that I ostensibly do not give a fuck. About.
2: <laughs> she was frustrating to watch, though. Like, just just pick a damn character trait and stick with it.
0: But yeah, then we get to the we get to the actual competition, uh, which isn't even like a finals or anything like that. It's sort of something to help them get to another competition, (laughs) but we get to a competition and... Uh, they get new uniforms courtesy of Sean and his very enterprising little sister.
1: Wasn't that such a 2000s thing to like that type of younger sister or younger brother character? It's like smarter than everybody and can do all yeah, these Corey things. Yeah, That's a Raven. Yeah, like... Having stocks. Yeah. Yeah,
2: she... She definitely did date the movie as well. Just her entire being there, she must have been in high school because she's apparently also on the cheerleading team. Mm-hmm. Um, but they make her st- well, no, she's she, like
1: junior they, varsity. Yeah, cheerleader they're saying okay. like they said she was like yeah beyond her years or whatever.
0: Also, so we we get to the cheerleading in the competition, and the Panthers go. Before the Tigers, the Panthers are the bad ones and the Tigers are the ones we're supposed to root for. And the Panthers are bad at cheerleading because this movie is about bad cheerleaders, apparently. And then the Tigers go up and they're also bad, but not really any worse than the Panthers are even though they keep talking through the entire performance, which the movie comments on. And then they keep talking <laughs> yeah. through the entire <laughs> performance. <laughs> like, it's, it's like, uh, do you remember the movie Jurassic World where, like, Bryce Dallas Howard is, like, running around this island in, like, stiletto heels? And then the movie decides to bring attention to the fact that it's absurd that she's running around this island of dinosaurs in stiletto heels, and then she keeps the heels on?
1: It's just like, why'd you even do it in the yeah, first place? It was
2: it was that, but with mediocre cheerleading. And it wanted you, it wanted to be evocative of the final scene in Bring It On, where you see some really like, like cool, epic cheerleading competition, but like they've clearly blown their budget and they don't have the stunt doubles that Bring It On had. So like the cheerleading mm-hmm. isn't all that good. And yeah, they're like indecipherable from the Panthers in terms of quality. The only difference is they do that secret, uh, unallowed move. And um sean ends up back flipping off into the water like that's the only difference between them and the panthers but the panthers are I so don't good understand
0: what was supposed to be well, so it
1: was difficult the difficult about that move it was also the shocker of the cliche of oh they stole our routine we gotta make up our routine on the fly and do the illegal prohibitive move that one yeah, another it, bit that yes, is like pointless, that but that I love has <laughs> is that people
0: can't pronounce the, the Spanish pronunciation <laughs> or the Spanish word for prohibited. uh so that's that's fun yeah that was uh but yes he does triple flip into a pool and harm himself but also in the midst of this carly is uh able to see dr rick for who he is because to do that she has to explicitly see him uh fondling some other girl who just happens to be the leader of the Panthers. Because, and because Rick
1: is that shitty that he would totally do that during her routine. He goes, yeah. yeah, this is the time we need I need to cheat on her some more.
2: It was, it, honestly, it was completely in character because they have established him as being that much of a caricature human. what's um, <laughs> yep. It's just annoying that, like, that's what convinces her is, yeah, she has to physically see him with Annalyn McCord, whose name I'm not even sure we ever learn. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Bechtel test in this movie. So. Um, so, but how has any of his previous behavior, the fact that he calls himself Dr. Rick is reason enough?
0: Yeah. But she breaks up with him and gets together with Sean. The Panthers come up uh, because they ended up getting 19th place and the Panthers got first place. The Panthers are trying to tease them. Oh, 19th place, man, man, man. And then one of the girls gets punched in the face and everyone runs away. And that's really the end of the movie. Yep. That's it. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that was fired up. And we are going to try our damnedest to give it some freezies after uh, whatever clip i'm gonna put in
2: you gotta risk it to get
0: the
1: biscuit and we're back uh devon uh since you did this to us did you laugh at <laughs> least five times if you laughed at least five times i'll be happy oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, but
0: yeah some truth of the guest
1: you uh, get to give out your freezies first uh how many do we get again three Three. Okay. Uh, one goes out to John Michael Higgins. Um, because again, if you're going to be a cartoon, go all in baby. And I love his, his introduction to the cheer camp. I think it's just, I think it's really silly. I think his character is weird and and yeah, if what if he is the same character from Pitch Perfect? Mm, theories, who knows? He is at his Johnnest and most Michael Higgins in yes. this movie. Exactly. So I'm giving one out to him. Um, uh, freezy also goes out to, uh, the song cues in this movie. Um, we mentioned, you know, quite a few of them already, but every song cue, the lyrics were just so on point And I love that little detail about the movie. Uh, I, I think it's a easy, it's usually like, you know, a trick they use to like manipulate you in like, you know, more serious movies. But for this, I think it just like worked out as a, one of the more successful bits of the movie. And then my third freezy, I will give to, you know what? I'm going to give you guys the last freezy just for, for sticking it out on this movie and giving it a (laughs) shot. Go tigers. You guys risked it and you guys got the biscuit. Go tigers. All right.
2: Well, A <laughs> freezing first. The hosts get the freezy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> For white knuckling it through <laughs> the moon. Congratulations. Um,
2: where the hell is yeah. my bad so, boys Micah, too freezy you- then, damn it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Micah, do you have freezies for fired I up? did
2: manage to come up with three freezies. Um, my first and only conceivably positive one um, is it goes to the scripts, which I hated, but... I did laugh at some of the jokes. So, uh, Devon, I will give you that. I did probably laugh maybe five times. Um, I did involuntarily Boom. chuckle when Nick said, Rock me sexy Jesus before collapsing underneath Nick. <laughs> oh, man. Um,
0: Hamlet 2, the goat. <laughs>
2: Um, so I did. I'll, yes. I'll give it a freezy for that. It did make me laugh a few times when I wasn't furious to be there. Um, Five my second, laughs. Go Tigers. Uh, my uh, my second freezy goes to the character who um, made my made me have my first physical and vocal involuntary reaction and in revulsion, which was Dr. Rick. I did literally gag like twice in his first 30 seconds of screen time and that's an, an accomplishment so second freeze he goes to dr rick for that uh enjoy it rick uh,
0: i thought you were gonna say diora the 30 year old uh assistant cheerleading coach who decided statutory was cool after she heard a poem
2: yeah we didn't even talk about that and that was a whole <laughs> other can of very uncomfortable worms um and so my final freezy I'm giving to bring it on because that's the movie I wish I had watched instead. CJ, <laughs> <laughs> what have you got for us? Worthy.
0: Uh, I like the mascots. That's my first freezy. I don't know
2: if it's just because they don't talk. Yeah. Yeah. They were fun. Uh, could be. I did like that. They were just always there in costume. Yeah. One of them was hero
0: from the show heroes. Uh As revealed in a post credit scene. Uh, But um, yeah. And he did talk, which made me like him less, but (laughs) they were good for the majority of
2: them. When they were just silently standing there in full costume, always. (laughs) The younger sister,
0: the enterprising younger sister, uh, was uh, funny. When she was on screen, um, basically until she started sort of succumbing to the cloud blob of homophobia that just sort of permeated the entire yeah. movie. But um, generally, she was my favorite part of the movie. And lastly, uh, the gag reel in the credits. I thought it was decidedly funnier than the rest of the actual film. <laughs> so uh, those are my uh, and now we get to decide whether or not Fired Up, directed by Will Gluck, is still fresh or freezer burnt. Devon, I think I know your answer, but is it still fresh or is it?
1: You know, yes. I mean, it's still fresh for me, though. You guys did make me feel a lot worse about liking this movie. <laughs> However, I cannot deny that each time I watch this movie, I chuckle a lot Throughout the entire movie, I have since it first came out, um, and you know, and I like it kind of just as, like you said, have as a this. Movie like that. Yeah, Oh yeah, we do. And, and it, like, I love the time capsule thing that uh, one of you guys brought up like earlier. Like it very much, like a time capsule of 2009. This type of movie, and you know, some people like. This kind of, you know, I don't like these kind of movies from the 80s. That's just my not my type of thing. But for like this brand of this era comedy, for some reason, it just works for me. So for me, it is still fresh. However, yes, um, a lot more problematic than I did remember. But still. fun. Huh? So still fresh.
0: Trust me, everybody has that that movie that they that they like that is not the greatest in that respect I believe mine is called the sweetest thing it's Cameron Diaz movie from 2003 it's awful so awful in fact that um I it's I own it right and I was trying to do a movie purge at uh Hastings when I was in college mm-hmm. uh cuz they would buy movies from you and I took it there and um I took a big stack of movies there and the sweetest thing was the only one they would not buy for me <laughs>
2: Mine is, um, as we have spoken about before, The Master of Disguise, which my apologies to Edie McClurg is immediately what I recognized her in this. I said, oh, my God, it's Mama Disguisey. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry to everyone and especially to Edie (laughs) McClurg for that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> but uh but yeah Micah what is your verdict
2: oh this shit is freezer Burnt fam <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: and I have to concur <laughs> um yeah it's just watch Easy A I feel like <sighs> If if fired up is not already in your your sort of uh, corner of of things that you like like Devon and maybe maybe if you catch it on Comedy Central because you know they just play any old thing on a weekday it'll it'll strike your fancy and uh, and you'll you'll like the jokes more than we did for me fired up is uh, is a non starter but. It was fun having you here, Devon.
1: Thank you very much. I appreciate being on the show. Um, yeah, I had, a, I had a lot of fun going back through this movie. It's a, it's an interesting one, but, you know, we all got those movies. We too. But, you know, if this is playing on FX in a laundromat, I'm definitely watching it. Well, our usual thing is we invite
0: people on uh, to... <sighs> talk about a movie of our choosing and then when they come back we invite them to talk about a movie of their choosing since we did it
1: backwards for you we do invite you back but it will be a movie that we choose and I wholeheartedly accept I will watch whatever you throw at me bring it I'm ready
2: bold
0: words oh man (laughs) give me your worst I'd have to bring you on for cats
1: yeah give me one of your worst like I want pain
2: I don't want that pain though
0: oh man cats is gonna be fucking great so next week uh, a mutual friend of uh, devon and i's uh, roman rbc from the podcast showtime with roman rbc is coming on next week to delve into a, a sci-fi cult classic uh if i'm to believe basically every person that i know that is over the age of 39 uh called crawl mm. and i haven't seen it mike has never seen it and roman's never seen it so we're walking into this cold turkey and we'll see how it works out hopefully i like it a lot of the people i know seem to
1: i can't wait to hear your thoughts on
0: this one
2: <laughs> it'll be an adventure <laughs> but for sure
0: yeah stay frosty